0: God bless you and welcome to The Solution Radio Show. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Greg Backus, your host. Jesus Christ is the solution for all the situations you and I might find ourselves in. He is God's solution for all mankind, for all time. He stated in the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse six, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. He is the way, the truth and the life. Jesus Christ is the one who makes a difference. He made a difference in people's lives 2,000 years ago when he lived and walked among people and he makes a difference today because he was raised from the dead and he's seated at God's right hand in the heavenlies. I trust that Christ Jesus makes a difference in your life today, that you see the tremendous love that God has for you that you come to have a deeper and more full relationship with God as your Heavenly Father, that you see your purpose in life is far above the day-to-day circumstances of life. God's love for you, it knows no bounds. Today we'll hear some wonderful music, read some of the Bible together regarding the birth of our Savior Jesus Christ, our interview segment is with Karen Abercrombie, who was Miss Clara in the movie War Room. It's an interview I believe will most definitely bless you. Let's start off with this song from the movie War Room. This is by Casting Crown's To Know You.
1: To know you Is to never worry for my life And to know you is to never give in or compromise and to know you Is to want to tell the world about you Cause I can't live without you
0: Last week, we covered the record in God's Word where the angel came to Mary and told her that she was blessed among women and would have the Christ child. Her response we saw was, Be it unto me according to your word. In other words, she believed God. We also saw that she went to visit her cousin Elizabeth, who was six months pregnant with John the Baptist. She stayed with Elizabeth for three months and then returned home. Today, I'd like to take a look at the birth of Jesus Christ and the surrounding events. We'll begin in Matthew chapter 1, if you've got your your Bible handy here in Matthew chapter 1. Mary is at least three months pregnant with Jesus, possibly a little bit more. We'll start here in verse 18 and read all the way through to verse 25. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise or in this manner, when as his mother Mary was espoused or betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found or discovered to be with child of the Holy Spirit. And this here where it says before they came together, this come together here is before they consummated the marriage through sexual intercourse. Somewhere during this time frame, since Mary had returned, from visiting her cousin Elizabeth, Joseph and Mary had gone through the wedding ceremony, but they had not yet consummated the marriage. We know that they're now married because in verses 19 and 20, it refers to Joseph as her husband and Mary as his wife. It doesn't specifically say when Mary told Joseph she was pregnant, but it very well may have been on their wedding day. Let's continue here in verse 19. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded, or he thought, to put her away privately. Joseph was a just man in the sense that he obeyed the laws of God. The law stated that Mary being pregnant from another man before marriage could either be stoned publicly or given a divorce paper and sent away privately. In addition to being a just man, Joseph loved Mary deeply. Verse 20, But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. In this verse, this take unto thee thy wife is to consummate the marriage through sexual relations. Verse 21, And she shall bring forth a son, the angel went on to say, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin or a young woman shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted, is God with us. Literally, the angel here is telling Joseph, do not give your wife divorce papers. The child that is in her has been conceived by the Holy Spirit. It's a miracle of God. It's okay, Joseph, to consummate your marriage. Verse 24, Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him and took unto him his wife. Joseph obeyed the angel's instructions, and that night he and Mary consummated their marriage. Verse 25, And knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Here in verse 25, knew her not is referring to Mary not giving birth to a child from Joseph till after she brought forth her firstborn son, Jesus. Religious tradition has confused many because of the teaching that Mary, the mother of the Son of God, was always a virgin, a perpetual virgin. Well, she clearly was a virgin when the Holy Spirit impregnated her by creating seed within her, but after being married, she had a normal marriage with Joseph in the sense that they had sexual relations. It stated in verse 25 that Jesus was her firstborn. And actually, further in the book of Matthew, it states that Mary had several other children by Joseph. Let's read those verses. Matthew chapter 13, verses 54 through 58. And when Jesus was come into his own country, he taught them in the synagogue, insomuch that they were astonished and they said, Where has this man this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Those in his hometown thought that he was Joseph's son, not the Son of God. It goes on in verse 55, Is not his mother called Mary? And his brothers, James and Joseph, Simon and Judas, and his sisters, are they not all with us? Whence then hath this man all these things, and they were offended in him, verse 57. They were offended in him. They looked at Jesus and disapproved of him and refused to acknowledge who he really was as the Son of God. Jesus goes on to say to them, A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and in his own house. And he did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. Jesus did not do very many mighty works in his hometown because of people's unbelief. His own hometown was not able to receive the greatness of God and God's word that Jesus represented and had to give because they were offended in him. Well, let's continue with the birth of Jesus Christ by going to uh, the Gospel of Luke chapter 2. And here we'll read verses 1 through 20. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. Verse 3, And all went to be taxed, every one into his own city. This taxation here that Caesar Augustus decreed was literally an enrollment or a registration. It took place in 3 B.C., for the purpose of all the citizens of the Roman Empire to declare their allegiance to Caesar Augustus. It was in preparation for Caesar's 25th anniversary of power, which would take place in 2 B.C. It was also the 750th anniversary of the founding of Rome and Caesar Augustus's 60th birthday. This registration would have taken place in the fall of 3 B.C., in the fall, after the crops had been harvested, but yet before the winter weather had arrived. Verse 4, And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, unto Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary his wife, being great with child. At this time, Mary was great with child. She was in her ninth month. And so it was, verse 6, that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered, that she should have her baby. Verse 7, And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Here the prophecy of Micah, chapter 5, verse 2, is fulfilled, which stated that Jesus would be born in Bethlehem. Being wrapped in swaddling clothes, that's an Eastern custom. When the son of a king, a prince was born, the child would be both salted and swaddled. To be salted, Jesus was washed in water that had salt in it. The salting represents truth and honesty, indicating that Jesus would have those qualities in his life. To be swaddled, Jesus would be wrapped in fine linen, oh, about two inches wide, It was wrapped around his body from head to foot with just part of the face uncovered. This swaddling, it represented that Joseph and Mary would raise Jesus to be upright before God and that he would be free from crookedness. The swaddling clothes, they were only left on for a very, very short time. In biblical times, children born to royalty were salted and swaddled. Jesus was of a royal line being the Son of God, and a descendant of David, and heir of the throne of David. Let's continue in verse 8. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel of the Lord said unto them, Fear not, Quite often we read in the Word, where angels are always telling people, Fear not. The angel continues here, For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. Verse 11, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, good will toward men. Verse 15, And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And they came with haste, and they found Mary and Joseph and the babe lying in a manger. The shepherds immediately went quickly to find the baby Jesus lying in a manger. Jesus was still in the swaddling clothes as the angel had said to the shepherds, God's timing, it's perfect because Jesus would only have been dressed that way for a very short time. Verse 17, And when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning this child. In other words, the shepherds, they went everywhere, talking about what they had seen and what the angels had told them regarding Jesus, that this day the Savior, Christ the Lord, was born. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary, she kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, verse 20, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. What a wonderful record that is of the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's look at Matthew chapter 2, and we'll start in verse 1. Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where this Christ should be born. Verse 5, And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time this star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when ye have found him, bring me word again, that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother. And they fell down, and they worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned of God, verse 12, in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed unto their own country another way. And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and flee into Egypt, and wait there until I bring thee word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When Joseph arose, he took the young child and his mother, Mary, by night, and departed into Egypt and was there in Egypt until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceeding wroth, and he sent forth, and he slew all the children that were in Bethlehem, and in all the coasts thereof, from two years old and under, according to the time, which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. Then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremiah the prophet, saying, In Ramah was there a voice heard, lamentation and weeping, and great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children, and would not be comforted, because they are not. Verse 19, But when Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise, and take the young child and his mother, and go into the land of Israel, for they are dead, which sought the young child's life. And Joseph arose, and he took the young child and his mother, and they came into the land of Israel. But when he heard, verse 22, that Archelaus did reign in Judea in the room of his father Herod, he was afraid to go in. Notwithstanding, being warned of God in a dream, he turned aside into the parts of Galilee." and he came and he dwelt in a city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophets, Jesus shall be called a Nazarene. We see here the wonderful record of the birth of our Lord and Savior and the many events surrounding his birth, as well as the visit from the wise men when Jesus was a young child, somewhere under two years of age. Men and women every day acknowledge the birth of Jesus Christ, every time they date a letter or date a check. In the great accuracy and in the study of God's Word, astronomy, and history, Jesus Christ was born in the fall of 3 B.C. This December 25th, we commemorate, we celebrate his birth. He lives today at the right hand of God the Father. Someday... Maybe today, he will be returning to gather his own unto himself.
2: Oh, little
3: town of Bethlehem, how still we see the lie above. Silent stars go by, yet in the dark streets shine the everlasting.
0: Before we move into our interview segment let's listen to the closing prayer of Miss Clara in the movie War Room
4: you've done it again Lord you've done it again you are good and you are mighty and you are merciful And you keep taking care of me when I don't deserve it. Praise you, Jesus. You are Lord. Give me another one, Lord. Guide me to who you want me to help. Raise up more that will call upon your name. Raise up those that love you and seek you and trust you. Raise them up, Lord. Raise them up. Lord, we need a generation of believers who are not ashamed of the gospel. We need an army of believers, Lord, that hate to be lukewarm and will stand on your word above all else. Raise them up, Lord, raise them up. I pray for unity among those that love you. I pray that you open their eyes so that they can see your truth, Lord. I pray for your hand of protection and guidance. Raise up a generation, Lord, that will take light into this world, that will not compromise when under pressure, that will not cower, Lord, when others fall away. Raise them up, Lord, that they will proclaim that there is salvation in the name of Jesus Christ. Raise up warriors, Lord, who will fight on them, Worship you with their whole hearts, Lord. Lord, call us to battle that we may proclaim you King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I pray these things with all my heart. Raise them up, Lord, raise them up.
0: Our guest today is Karen Abercrombie. Karen is an accomplished actress in film, TV, and Broadway. She recently starred in the War Room movie as Miss Clara, a true prayer warrior, and it was my favorite character in that film. War Room was number one at the box office this past fall, and it comes out on DVD December 22nd. I'd like to welcome Karen Abercrombie to the Solution Radio Show. Welcome, Karen
5: Oh, thank you so much. I'm glad to be here with you.
0: Oh, it's our pleasure. Can you tell us a little bit of the story of how the role of Miss Clara was an answer to prayer in your life and how you auditioned for the role?
5: Ah, well, very, very interesting and definitely a God thing. I believe a divine appointment. I had gone to a Women of Faith conference about 13 years ago, and they had a dynamic actress who would do and monologues and between the different women speaking. And um, when I saw her, I was just blown away. Her name is Nicole Johnson. She was absolutely amazing. And she was using her gifts to spread the Word of God. And I I just prayed with tears flowing down my eyes, God, if you would just allow me to use my gifts uh, the way she is. I didn't want to be doing exactly what she was doing but however he wanted to use me with the acting talents he had given me and um, time had passed and i had done some uh, theater in new york and uh, moved out to la where i was blessed to do some television and more theater and i happened to move to a tiny little town north of charlotte north carolina and found a church and a gentleman from the church uh, told me that the kendrick brothers would be Auditioning, holding auditions for a project they had coming up. So he urged me to send a picture and resume. Now, mind you, I had been this had uh, m- a lot of time had passed uh, in between my starting the church. I was I had been there for about eight years mm. and um, very involved, uh, doing some acting, some writing, and directing, and singing on the worship team. Just continuing to pour my gifts out. And anyway, I did send the picture and resume in and didn't hear anything back from them. So the gentleman, his name is Gary Wheeler, he said, have you heard anything back? And I said, no, I hadn't. He said, well, it uh, just so happens they're going to be holding auditions at our church. Mm. So I'm going to send you some dialogue to look over, look over the dialogue, and then I want you to um, go in and audition. As soon as I started reading the dialogue, I, 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 I would just... I, the Holy Spirit, I could feel it on me, and and um, I heard Miss Cl- Clara's voice immediately, and so I went in, I put on an old wig and went in as an older woman, and I auditioned, mm. and when I was finished, the room was quiet, and then Alex Kendrick asked me to uh, talk about my walk with the Lord, and I did, and um, afterwards... There was prayer, and I left. And shortly after, I was contacted and told that I had the job. And and it's very interesting because this is their first time ever doing a movie outside of Georgia, and the fact that they happened to be, and it wasn't happened; it was divine at my church holding auditions. I later found out that um, when they received my picture and resume, they just thought I was just too young to play the role. And also, they were now at this point when I auditioned, two weeks away from cameras rolling, they had not found someone who could play Miss Clara. They had interviewed and um, auditioned uh, well-named actresses, but. After the audition, they would take it to prayer, and God kept telling them no. And I know why, because it was something that He was holding for me.
0: Right, that's a tremendous God story.
5: Isn't it amazing? <laughs> it
0: really is.
5: It is. It is, and it's it's a, a point that I hadn't mentioned. Um, when we moved to this area from Los Angeles, uh, we were house hunting, and the realtor that we chose to show us some homes in the area we live now she went to the church that i ended up going to she invited us to come there and once we went there we just felt that we were home Mm -hmm. so you know god was just dropping these breadcrumbs you know just really amazing awesome
0: that's really tremendous that role was definitely prepared for you because you just did so well in that it was so awesome you know, you. I've heard a lot about the Kendrick Brothers and what wonderful men they are, and wonderful believers. What was it like to work with them? and you know what was the spiritual atmosphere day to day like on
5: the set? <laughs> it was It was so so different from anything I had ever experienced. It was uh, it was edifying, it was healthy, It was filled with prayer. We would start every day with everyone eating together, the actors, the directors the uh, cameramen, all of the people that were involved in helping to make this movie, we would eat breakfast in the morning together. Uh, Someone would pray, and then uh, while we were eating, someone would share a Bible verse. So every day we began in um, communion and prayer. Mm -hmm. And while we were filming, there would be uh, different people at different locations in continuous prayer for us. So it, it, it was just like a big family, and there was so much joy and so much love and so much peace. It was something I had never experienced before in any production that I had uh, been involved with.
0: What a, what a wonderful way to start the work day.
5: <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And um, Alex and Stephen both very warm, very approachable, very kind, a whole lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So uh, it really was one of the best experiences I have ever had.
0: Well now, also on the set was accomplished author and Bible teacher Priscilla Shire. Uh, She played the role of Elizabeth Jordan. What was it like to work with Priscilla?
5: It was wonderful. My first time meeting her, I had uh, heard the name, but didn't really know that much about her. I had, uh, I was, vi- I had followed her father for um, many, many, many years. So I was very up on who he was and blessed by his, by uh, his ministry.
0: In her father's Tony Evans, correct?
5: Yes, Tony Evans. And I'm telling you, Priscilla, absolutely amazing. I, I consider her to be this fierce, fierce. Spiritual warrior mm-hmm. princess, yeah, that's what she is—a fierce warrior, spiritual princess warrior. She's absolutely amazing, and and down to earth, a whole lot of fun.
0: And that was also her the very first time she acted, I believe. I read that it was somewhere. her
5: first time, and I I just learned so much from her just watching this girl trusting God to to get her through this, and she put her all into it. Came in really inexperienced as far as acting is concerned, but I would watch her grow daily, and, and I would just stand uh, proud of her and uh, uh, amazed. Yes. Mm-hmm. yeah. So so very wonderful.
0: Well, that's Priscilla. great.
5: She's, she's dynamic, and yeah. um, she's a special woman. Mm,
0: that's great. I'm sure you really developed some great bonds on the set there with the other people. Well, you know, during a couple of your prayers during the movie, especially the closing prayer, uh, I became teary-eyed multiple times, actually, throughout the film. It was just so heart-touching. It was evidence that those prayers were not just words on paper that you were reading or had memorized, but rather those prayers came from your heart. Uh, How has the role, do you think, of Miss Clara affected your personal prayer life?
5: Well, I had uh, been what I considered a prayer warrior for many years, And once I dived into character as she was written and just trusted God to help me say exactly what He wanted me to say, to to convey what He wanted me to convey to to the audience, I realized, just completely letting go, that I had only been scratching the surface.
2: Mm.
5: And so my prayer life is... So much deeper, so much sweeter,
2: mm-hmm.
5: yes, I can't even begin to say how it it's grown, and it's continuously growing,
0: when you did do some of those prayers, were they just from your heart and what God was putting you know on your heart as you prayed and acted well, in those songs uh, S- uh,
5: Stephen had given me the script, and he told me to look over. Uh, the prayer, and he said, uh, you know, to feel, he told me to feel free to, to make adjustments or just follow God's leading as I work through it. And so he, you know, pretty much set it up, and I just allowed God to work through me as I went through through it. And mm-hmm. I, I just completely opened up and allowed God to come
0: through. Well, that was clearly evident just because of the way it touched people's hearts. And, uh, you know, believe I believe it has changed people's lives, that movie, in their prayer life. You know, during the filming of the movie, was there a yes. defining moment that you saw the mighty hand of God work, and that you knew that this movie would have an impact on the church, our society, and culture?
5: Well, honestly, I, I personally had felt... That prayer was much needed, and and something that uh, most people and I and, and I'm guilty of it too. You you really really go into to, to deep fierce uh, battle uh, through prayer when an issue comes up, mm-hmm. as opposed to building a hedge of protection throughout the day, every day ahead of time. So. uh, I would see this happening constantly. As I said, we were praying before we started the day. Prayer would go on throughout the day on this set, mm-hmm. and I would just stand back amazed and and grateful for the feel of the Spirit, the, the Spirit of God, all day long as we worked. So yes, it, it was just the sense of brotherhood and the, the, the sense of unity and, and just the sweet, sweet kindness that was always present. The Spirit of God was always present and, mm-hmm. and, and, and working and, um, the, throughout the entire process. So, uh, say one particular moment, but I would say every moment God was showing Himself,
0: that's, that's wonderful. Have you heard stories of people who have seen the movie and they now have their own prayer closets? Maybe you could tell us about constantly, one of those.
5: Constantly, constantly, constantly. Uh, women who have uh, many, countless women and their husbands. Um, some women had their husbands building extensions or revamping their closets become their war room. Mm -hmm. Many uh, women contacted me saying that their children wanted uh, war rooms. Wow. So, uh, yes, constantly, constantly. Mm -hmm.
0: That's great. Uh, Well, Karen, you know, you've also worked in other films, TV shows, and theater that are not necessarily faith-based. Can you share some of your heart regarding living your faith in the context of those type of settings?
5: You know, I, I, I... before I agree to take part in a project, I like to, as much as I can, find out as much as I can about it, the subject matter, and then the people that are involved in the project. Mm-hmm. And, but sometimes you don't get a lot of that information ahead of time, and you just uh, pray and trust going in with the information that you do have. And if it was something really awful, you can always back out. You don't have to sign a contract. But um, many times, I am the only person, uh, the only believer on set or, or in the play, and you just do what you do, use your God-given gifts to the very best of your ability,
0: mm-hmm.
5: and as much as you can, you, you you try to reflect the qualities of God.
0: Right. And you so just... there
5: and everywhere.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: And... Many times people respond. They want to know what it is you believe, what it is that makes you different, or uh, why do you make the choices you make, etc. And then it opens up a gateway for some dialogue.
0: Right. You just shine the light of Christ, and they see the love that you have and the tenderness and the just the care and concern, you know, and how you're different.
5: And, and, and to me, I think that is the way to go, because as soon as you start... Um, I, it, it's interesting, my husband and I, we were away for our anniversary a few days ago, and there was a gentleman on a, um, like a megaphone or something, shouting in the street, you mm-hmm. know, Bible verses. I'm a believer. It was very offensive to me.
0: hmm right.
5: So many times it's how you deliver. You don't have to shout, you don't have to sort of grab somebody up by the collar to convey the message but more so jesus he was he was easy right he was who he was but he didn't need a lot of actually he didn't need anything but he didn't didn't use the pump and circumstance or the 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 i don't know almost violent way that some people try to deliver the the beautiful message of god's love
0: Mm -hmm. and people will certainly read our lives before they'll ever read the bible
5: Always, 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 you will always know a tree by the
0: fruit it's
5: there.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, can you give us a little info about the next project that you're currently working on?
5: Well, I am working on two pieces right now. I've got a movie actually called God's Compass, which will be out on Mother's Day. Okay. And it's a wonderful uh, project that was produced, actually, through uh, Liberty University. And uh, T.C. Stallings is uh, starring in that movie with me.
0: What type of role are you playing, or what's the the story behind it?
5: I'm the lead role, and I am a mother who is a widow, and I'm retiring uh, from my my job as a um, Principal Mm. of a high school, and so my life (laughs) seemingly ending, and then I have to just trust God, you know, ergo the title, God's Compass. Mm -hmm. So it's really a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful story.
0: And that's in the spring when that comes out. We'll definitely watch for that. Mother's Day. Mother's Day, great.
5: Uh Now, um, I have a production company called Handmaiden Entertainment that I formed. I I, I felt led to do so because of the violent and and sexual entertainment that's available for our children. So what we're doing is we're creating and producing films that are enriching, uplifting, encouraging to children with role models that are positive. Mm -hmm. And the main characters in these projects will always be children and teens.
0: Awesome. Well, that's surely needed in this day and time.
5: Oh, yes, 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 yes. Because I think, um, you know, kids, they they take in so much television, so, you know, uh, a a lot of film, and they take in whatever they're they're watching. So I just felt that it was really necessary to uh, minister to them this way, and this way they can see children and teens uh, on screen going Mm -hmm. through situations that they – will have to go through or have gone through and then they see uh positive ways to deal with it or you know positive choices to make other than some that they could make and we're in early early Mm pre-production for the first movie which is called silent grace
0: silent grace that's a great title
5: thank you silent grace and then in this late spring, I will be in L.A. opening in a show that I have written called Chow Bella.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
5: a story about a woman who was once an up-and-coming singer and brilliant composer, but life has chipped away with her. Many, many tragedies uh, have rested on her doorstep, and now she's living out on the street, and she's homely. It's a very homeless.
2: Mm-hmm. So it's a
5: very positive story, and I wrote that I had just... When I lived out in L.A., you see so many homeless people, and you find yourself at some point just not seeing them or becoming cold, uh, you you know. But I I just think it's important for us to, if we don't do anything, at least pray for them, because you don't know what uh, shoes they've had to wear along their life journey. Right. And, yeah, it, actually, it's a, it's, a, it's a really beautiful story, and it's got music in it, and I wrote the music, and I'm very excited about getting it mm-hmm. um, into production.
0: Will you be singing in it as well?
5: Oh, yes, I'm starring in it. I'm playing the homeless woman, and I will be singing.
0: Excellent. You know, I watched a YouTube video from the jazz album you put out in 2013. You have a beautiful voice.
5: Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much.
0: I thought it was really good.
5: Ah, oh, thank you. I appreciate that.
0: Karen, in closing, is there anything on your heart today that you would like to share with our listeners to encourage them in the things of God?
5: Yes. I would just like to say that God has loved each and every one of us into existence. And our journeys, as different as they may be from um, the next person, it doesn't denote how god feels about us he loves each and every one of us equally he is not a respecter of people and we all come because he wanted us here and we all come with a purpose a specific purpose and i would just like to encourage people to go deeper into the Word of God and really find out who God is, and you've got to come into a very intimate relationship with Him and trust Him, knowing that He is who He says He is and that He will equip you to do what it is He has purposed you here to do. And whatever it is, it is good, and He chose you to do it, Because only you can in the way that you can. And you are important and priceless.
0: That's wonderful, Karen. Thank you so much for sharing that. And thank you for being with us today. I really enjoyed our time spent and appreciate your heart and life and all that you do to help uh, spread God's word and live the word day to day.
5: Uh, Thank you so much. And right back to you for what you're doing and And uh, just using your gifts to spread the word, you know, Mm. so important, and I'm grateful for you doing that.
0: Well, thank you, Karen. God bless you.
5: Thank you so much. God bless you.
1: Good morning daddy, what can I do? This day's not for me, this day's for you. I know the price you pay must have been hard to do. Good morning. do me good, they do a heart right. My time along with you, give thanks for all you do. Good morning, Daddy. moment by moment you abide in me through laughter joy and prayer I know you're always there you're with me daddy I see what you see and every soul long. Love and what to say. My, all I have, I want to give your love, your grace, your gift. So teach me, Daddy. You're with me, Daddy. Good morning.
6: But I will trust you I will trust you Whatever comes my way You have taught me to say
0: Thank you for joining us today on The Solution Radio Show and thank you to Karen Abercrombie from The War Room Movie for sharing her heart and life with us today. All of The Solution Radio Shows are archived at thesolutionradioshow.com where you may re-listen at your convenience. There are also links to the websites of our guests, musicians, and sponsors. Also on the website, there is a page for upcoming events. If you'd like your event listed, you could send the information to info at thesolutionradioshow.com. A reminder that the Praise Line is open 24 hours a day where you may call in and give a testimony of God's working in your heart and life. That number is 844-705-3410. We'll play some of those testimonies in upcoming shows. Please continue to keep in your prayers the expansion of The Solution Radio Show. The Solution Radio Show is listener supported both by your prayers and your financial giving. All donations are tax-deductible. Thank you for your support. It's, it's greatly appreciated. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 9002, Naperville, Illinois, 60567. Send us a note, too. We, we would love to hear from you. There is also a donation link available on our website at thesolutionradioshow.com. Once again, thank you for joining us today. Have an awesome rest of your day. God bless you. You are God's very best.